and welcome back to The Latecomers. I'm Amity. I'm Lemuel. And we're bringing you a cliffhanger this week. Unbeknownst to us, No one sorry. warned us ahead of time that it was going to be a cliffhanger. I'm very disappointed. And we opted to just watch one episode yes. and talk about it, just like we've done all season. So, cliffhanger, guys. It's a cliffhanger. Uh, although, yeah, this one's going to be interesting to talk about because there are some interesting time things. But before we get to the show, how was your week? My week actually was pretty good, um, despite lots of workplace drama. Oh, no. Um, everyone was sick, so we were trying to make a shop run with one person, one uh, technician available to dispatch when there's usually four. That's so, not enough people. No, and he was only part-time as it was, so it's just been a week of um, a lot of holes springing in a dike and somebody trying to put all their fingers in it at the same time. So, how was your week? Oh, cold? Mostly cold. Yes. It's very cold here in California. Now, uh, granted, not as cold as where I was last week or mm-hmm. where many of our friends are up in Seattle. It's There's a snowstorm that has a name, so... Hi, Maya, I guess. Maya? Yes. Oh, my God. Snowstorm Maya. And, yeah, and I know many parts of the country are being walloped. So I am fortunate that we live in California and fortunate that I have an electric blanket to sleep under. So we're going to get through this winter. Yes. How long is the winter going to go on, do you know? I know there's there's another storm scheduled to come in tomorrow. I don't know. Uh, I didn't. Pay attention last week during Groundhog Day. Oh, I think Punxsutawney Tawny Phil didn't see a shadow, and so it's gonna be winter is the regular length, but then there's global warming, and also Punxsutawney Phil has a cool 37% hit rate, so he's not very reliable. I don't know. He's also a groundhog, and I think people too put too much pressure on him. Well, I mean... As a mammal who... I think three years ago, didn't he get dropped? Did he? I want to say, like, somebody famous, like Bloomberg or Cuomo, went to Punxsutawney to visit uh-huh. and ended up holding him and dropping him. Maybe oh, he got well, he's bit. a lot bigger than you think he's going to be. Yeah, they're, they're uh, chubsters. I used to think that they were about the size, because we, we live here, for those of you who don't know, on the beautiful California coast. And if you go to the beach, especially around Alameda, you see ground squirrels yeah, that's different. coming up here all the time. And I always, because I was a city kid, I always thought that was what a groundhog was. These little nut brown squirrels that come out of holes and beg food from you. And it's like, no, a groundhog is an enormous animal. Oh, yeah, they're big. More uh, attuned to a capybara. A capybara. Oh, no, Bill de Blasio uh-huh. uh, dropped the... Groundhog in 2014, and rest in peace, that groundhog. Oh no! It ended up passing on later. It died I don't from know its if injuries. it was. I don't know if it was from its injuries or if it was an old groundhog. I could not tell you. I know that he dropped it uh-huh. and then it died. <laughs> That's the order of events. I don't know if there was causality. Uh, I'm. I don't know why I find that so funny, and I feel a little bit bad about it. I'm sorry to groundhogs everywhere. There is a dead groundhog. There are many in the world. Not dead from natural causes unless being dropped. I'm going to wake up in the night, and there's going to just be a ring of mad groundhog ghosts around me. (laughs) 
<laughs> for mocking them. Oh no, that's I do. a terrifying image. It's my new horror movie. There we go. We you think Jason that. Jason Blum? Give me five million dollars. I've got a hit on my hands. That's a million dollars per groundhog. Yes. So there will be five, four, one, one million for me. Oh, I no. think that's actually probably having seen some of the movies he's put out, that would be a safe bet. He's made some very good movies. And he's made some very bad movies. It's true. All right. Do you want to get into this episode? Yeah, sure. I, I there's oh it doesn't get anywhere, which is my frustration yeah, with it. We're not we're this this um this plot summary is not gonna be extraordinarily long. I think we're in for a short episode this week, guys. Oh, so speaking of which, some of the things I wanted to talk about about the show in general, I just wanted to bring up that I've been mm-hmm. having in my notes every week and have And she takes extensive notes, really. Um, I very much like that everyone is a sir, regardless of sex. Okay. Uh, I enjoy that very much. I wish that the American Army and Navy and Marines would take that up. And just, this is what we call the person in charge. They don't currently? I believe ma'am is still in use. Okay. Uh, if, even if it's just, not even if it's just, that's not what I mean to say. Uh, just given the heavy use of the word ma'am by people who have been in the military previously, mm-hmm. I do think that that is a ground okay. in... Uh, term, but I like that everyone here is a sir, regardless of gender or sex. Just, that is the military term of respect, and that is what we use. And they Mm. use it for the president as well, Right. and I like it. Uh, I forgot my other notes, so (laughs) that's my one thing for today. My first thing is, there's no other thing. That's right. right. One thing. Uh, So, let's talk about stuff on Caprica. And then stuff on the ship. Caprica barely figured into this episode. Right, but there's always like a tiny bit. And this tiny bit is Hilo and Boomer, Planet Boomer, uh, found a beacon. Uh They were following the military signal and they ended up just finding like a fallout shelter basically. And it has a bunch of rations and they don't know what happened. And medicine. And they don't know what happened to the person who set it up, so they're not going to talk about it. And Six knows where they are. And it's been 12 days. Now, what do you feel about this plot? Because I feel almost as if I don't I don't know what to think about the Caprico storyline, because it seems like it's just, I don't know that it's going anywhere. Well, it's going to go somewhere. They're not going to give us two minutes of nothing every episode. I mean, right. they have been. It's mostly been Baltar. We were saved that in this episode. Yes, well, I was, we saw him in passing just yes, a little bit. it was fine. There's no, he, he doesn't get his uh, customary hand job in the middle of the episode. No. Um, but with Boomer and... Hilo. Hilo. Uh, my question is, they're so far away from the fleet. Yep. Uh, unless they could make some sort of direct jump to where the fleet is right now, there's not really a chance they'll ever catch up with them. No, I don't think they're going to be fleet-related. Re- you think they're going to be their own storyline about Caprica after? That's my assumption. Okay. Maybe we'll find out if the Cylons can breed with people. 
Maybe that's what they're trying to do. Well, but Boomer doesn't seem to be a breeder, right? I mean, I don't know. What do you mean by that? Well, it seems like the different Cylon duplicates have different functions. Well, my guess is that they, all... they do whatever mm-hmm. they're needed to do. So but I don't it's know. It's almost as if they have a different skill set, like they're like bees, right? That there's some bees who are drones. Right, but there's also multiples of each of them. So Mm. why wouldn't you just download the breeder part into the boomer that's with a male and maybe impregnable? I don't think that's the word. Able to be impregnated. Inconceivable. No, conceivable, actually. Inconceivable would be better than impregnable. But I mean the positive version of both of those things. (laughs) Yes. So... They're down there in the shelter, uh-huh. known to other Cylons. Right. And we don't know what the Cylon plot is at this point. We don't. That we assume be... that they know where they are, but they're not doing anything to intercept them. It might be that they'd be conceptualizing. Although they did herd them there. Right. Because they kept them from getting off the ship, or getting off the... Now, is radiation still a big deal? Because they didn't oh, really yeah. mention it that much in this episode. Well, my guess is that when they found the shelter, A, uh, it's blocking the radiation and directly. And the medicine itself is... And okay. there's medicine there to... Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they were running... That was the other thing. They were running out of whatever that injection was to keep them from being irradiated. So I guess they found more. They didn't talk about it explicitly. No, they didn't. This scene was all of three minutes, and we don't spend a lot of time down there. And there's also there's just this sort of... Um, Funny kind of uh, passing nod to number six. Not a nod. She, she sort of there. appears in the background and, and doesn't... She uh, walks by them and walks past the, past the outside of the shop that they're in. I felt like it was a celebrity cameo or something. Here she is. Yeah, just to around. let you know, she right. knows where they are and is going to do nothing about them. And then there's a bunch... Then we're back up on the ship. And mm-hmm. so they're... Goofing around at the beginning, well, first of all, the president has a doctor's appointment with a doctor who is smoking, which is just a real cool look. Because they've overcome that in outer space. Now, isn't the first image, though, is, uh, what's her name? Um, uh, Oh, my God, what? (laughs) um, What's her name? Um, Dirk Benedict. Starbuck. Starbuck. The first image is Starbuck just whipping around in space, right? Yeah, the, I'm not going to fuck with that. The time okay. in this is all over the place. We see Starbuck whipping around in space like six different times. And right, I and they keep coming I didn't back keep to it. Track. And I couldn't figure it's out... It's going to be the beginning of the next right. episode. I don't know but why they're doing that. it's also the end that. of this episode. And right. I think it was like an artificial thing to create tension. Yeah, like how did we get here? And it didn't quite work because I didn't, I didn't like know it. when anything was happening for a so, long time. But I want to talk about, about Rosalind. So Rosalind right. lets the doctor in on the fact that she's got cancer. Mm-hmm. The doctor scolds her because he's a real dick. And it's like, why did you wait so long? And she's like, I got busy. And also, can I do weird... Well, the world was ending? Uh, well, no. The five years she didn't get scanned, I okay. think, is what he was talking about. Uh, they're saying it's too far for cancer... Or too far for <laughs> surgery... And she says she wants to look at a separate treatment, like an alternative therapy, Kamala, which to me sounds like a tea that she's going to drink. I don't know. She, uh, The doctor says he's going to put out a call to see if anybody has some. So I don't know. So it's sort of like an good. herbal supplement. And it's some sort of 
alternative therapy. He doesn't seem too keen on it, but he also pretty much thinks that she's going to die as he puffs smoke in her face. And suggests prayer. Yes, and he suggests prayer. So the doctor's a real fuck. I don't like him. <laughs> Wouldn't go that far, but okay. No, um, if, you see, if you're seeing somebody who has cancer and you're blowing literal ass cigarette smoke in their face, you're an asshole. <laughs> like, you've decided that the human race is done for whatever and you're just sort of puttering along he until it ends. It doesn't seem like he's unsympathetic towards her. I think he just is... I think we haven't covered enough of how everyone must be in shock on this armada that's sort of put together at the last minute. Yeah, Armada's that's true. Trips. But his bedside manner right. sucks Right, could use bad. some work. Um, and then we see a bunch of people, like, goofing around. Starbuck and uh, Apollo are decorating a helmet, mm-hmm. um, and a bunch of people are celebrating with uh, Flat Top. He's a pilot, and he just did his thousandth landing, which apparently is a big deal. Um, and so they are going to uh, celebrate him. So as a bunch of the pilots are sort of pushing him around in this little wagon thing. <laughs> yeah, was it like a, a, a uh, it was just cargo a cart, yeah. wagon or something? To move, not Probably yeah. not cargo. Probably to move like parts so that you don't have to carry heavy mm-hmm. metal objects. Um, he, uh, They're cheering and celebrating him and then something a little uh, like a what was it? It's just an accident, it says here. Uh, the Like a, not a missile, mm-hmm. but something like a missile. She mentioned that it would have been in trouble had it been a missile. Right, exactly. So, so like a small missile falls uh-huh. off of the rack that it was on and... It wasn't uh, properly attached. Flies. Well, it was yeah. properly attached until the metal clasp holding it broke because apparently everything is old and falling apart, right? Because mm-hmm. the ship was going to be decommissioned. Right. Uh, and it blows them up. It blows up 20... It blows up 20 pilots, killing 13 of them, injuring 7. Right. Um, later we hear the full number. There are 40 raptors and 21 pilots currently. Wow. So this, take, this took out a cool half of their fighter pilots. Uh-huh. Uh, and so uh, Commander Adama basically orders Starbuck to pick up her old job of fighter pilot trainer. And she doesn't want to do this. And she doesn't want to do this because we know that she passed Adama's son, the other son, not Apollo, Zach, when he shouldn't have been passed. And because they were apparently engaged, which I don't think we knew until this episode. Does anybody else know this, or um, Adam had known okay. because he's he, right. He treated in the her like a daughter. It was um, we we get uh, you are engaged, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, so uh, Commander Adama knows. I don't know if Apollo knows that they were engaged, but he knows that they were together. There were a couple, yeah. Um, and Zach was not. He didn't have any feel for flying, but she couldn't crush his dreams, and so she passed him, and that is why he was in the place that he was in and the situation that he was in that took that took his life. We don't know exactly what it was, just that he 
shouldn't have been flying on his own because he was bad at it. And then and he died the, flying. That might be the plot of the next episode that we lead into. Maybe. Yeah. There was a lot of flashing back. We flash back to uh, Zack's funeral and uh, Commander Adama coming and meeting Starbuck mm-hmm. and then becoming close. Uh, he holds her hand at the funeral in a way that is overly familiar, I would say, for someone who literally just met him. Yeah, but at but, the same time, it's like if he really feels that he has a bond with her. Right, and, and was, he must have heard a lot right. from Zach about I'm sure her. He did. But he was considering this as his future daughter-in-law. And right. so I think that's probably where that familiarity came in. I know But that, it like, just when you they literally just met, it seemed right. it just seemed overly familiar to me. But I it seems like they were both fine with it. Mm-hmm. It was just a little bit like we're holding hands? Okay. Uh and so we get a bunch of noobs. Uh, we've got a dude oh, that... Oh, no, they're nuggets. <laughs> yes, they're called nuggets. I don't know what the nugget means. I don't know. I, I kept... Every time she said nugget, I kept picturing like a... Like a, a tiny piece of chicken? Oh, uh, yeah. A box of like... <laughs> rows of little they're tiny boot shapes, chicken nuggets, not right? Not egg shapes. Uh, yeah, they're, they call them nuggets. Uh, they're people who have flown before but are not combat trained. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them washed out of the academy, and the other ones are just civilians with pilot experience, I guess. And they are all out flying, and then they get back in, uh, and she basically washes all of them out. She's like, nope, you're all terrible, and I can't do anything about it, and you're all done. And, of course, this is an overreaction, because she's afraid of more blood on her hands. And everybody is like, you can't, you have to teach them. And she does not have faith in herself to do that. Apollo tells the commander that he thinks that it's because of Zack. And and the commander's like, what do you mean? Because he does not know (laughs) that that she passed him when she shouldn't have. Okay. And then... He confronts her, and she tells him, and it really looks a little like he's going to murder her. It does look like that. I I felt, you know, she looks terrified of him, and he looks like he's giving her a reason to be terrified of him. Yeah. Because uh, this is something new that he's learned, and to, to know that... Yeah, I think that he he's very hidebound by rules. And so the idea that somebody broke the rules and it had these consequences. Yeah. But also, like, if you'd done your job, Mm -hmm. which is all I'm asking you to do now, do your job, then maybe Zach would be alive. Like I said, we don't know what the circumstances of the thing are, or, you know, the, the accident that took his life are, but she blames herself for it, so I think he gets on board with that pretty quick. Uh, And... She re kind of rehires all of them and takes three of them out. One of them's called Hot Dog. Uh, that Hot Dog is played by Bodie Olmos. Oh. Who is actually Commander Adama's son. So, son of Edward James Olmos. Uh, so, 
So it's, he's not quite. I don't get it. Almost, but not quite. Oh dear, sweet Jesus! <laughs> um, she takes out Cat. That's the woman of the group, uh-huh. and chuckles. <laughs> And hot dog. How would you like to be Chuckles in the credits? Chuckles. I don't want to be any of those right. things. Uh, and as they're... It's both a big nugget for us. Well, they're all nugget. Right. Just because you're Chuckles doesn't but mean I'd rather get called Chuckles and get called nugget. nugget, maybe. I'm pretty sure they're still all called both of those things. Um, so they're out there, and... What does she drill into them? Never leave... Your leader behind. Never leave your leader behind. Never leave your leader behind. Here's some stories why you don't leave your leader behind. Right. Leave, don't, never ever, and I repeat, never leave your leader behind. Even though they're successful in a drill, she's oh, like, shit. one thing you forgot is Cylons. Right. You all need to leave me here. And then they all go. And I'm like, she literally just told you six times not to leave your leader behind. And Hot Dog got the fucking message and comes back. To aid her. So eight Cylon ships come out of nowhere. There's no like base ship. It's just the little raiders. The fighters, right. Um, and Starbuck, uh, they're sending more fighters out, people who actually maybe, you know, know what they're doing. But um she sends the nuggets back, but hot dog about faces and comes and she's like, I told you to leave. And he said, you told me to never leave your leader. And I'm like, right, over and over again. I was there. And she knocks out seven of them. And his viper, he helps. Mm -hmm. But his viper is then disabled. And she's trying to take out the last one. And the raider collides with her, and then both of them go spinning, 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 spinning. And then she ejects and falls towards the moon. They're all still outside the orbit of the moon that they're uh, harvesting water from. Same moon. And that's the end. We saw the spinning and the ejection three or four times through the episode. They keep, like, it's every time we come back from a commercial. It feels like that's the image that we start with. And and it's the image that we end with. And then we get it to be continued. Oh, no. What do we do? We wait until next week. Which we're literally, well, not next week. We're literally waiting to see the next episode. Because I even brought it up at the time. Do you want to see it? No. No, that's cheating. We would have to tell you if we were watching two in a row. And we are loyal. So we are not watching two in a row. But that's the whole episode. Like. Right. There's not a lot to say. Which is, the, I was thinking about the rating I would give it, and I... I don't want to, I'm not going to... I yeah. don't think it's a good idea until well, we actually see the entire plot You know plot what I'll line. say? Yeah. As of right now, I'm holding it a C. Uh-huh. I didn't much care for the episode, although it was doing some things that I had wanted from it. I uh-huh. wanted more Starbuck. I needed right. some background for her, uh, especially why... Uh, Adama lets her kind of get away with everything that mm-hmm. she gets away with. Uh, and there was less Baltar in this episode. Almost none. It was great. And, but, like, as a whole episode, it doesn't, it fails because it's not a whole episode. Right. So am I being unfair? Maybe. But I'm at a C for this one. And the, I didn't like the 
constant spinning, like her, like constantly being in danger. They kept showing her in danger, and then they'd show her totally fine. And I'm just like, well, why I are you to, doing this? Why are I you? I had a real issue with trying to keep, I'm trying to keep track of what storyline I was watching because at first we jump from the spinning ship to the accident that happens. I'm going, oh, is this a flashback? Then I got, wait, was that the guy that was that um, Adama's other son? And I'm like, oh, this is how it happened. Right, right. Uh -huh. And then I got stuck in another one where I'm just like, I'm confused now as to what's happening and where it's happening. Yeah, but it was not. It was over and over and over. It was her being, basically ejecting mm -hmm. uh, at the end of this episode. But I'm not, we don't know why, why we're doing that. Um, so her fate is unclear, although I'm pretty sure they're not going to kill her in episode five. Right. But, you know, you never know. <laughs> so, uh. It's a cable show. Anything can happen. It's true. So this is where we stand. And our next episode is You Can't Go Home Again. Well, not after you've been ejected from your spaceship, no. So... And I'm glad that they did at least go through, she's in the atmosphere of the moon or planet before she ejects. Before she ejects, yeah. She's not just floating out <laughs> right. of space. Which, yeah. Which would be 2001. It's a different movie. <laughs> but then we also have Hot Dog just in a dead viper. Mm -hmm. And do we know if she was successful in getting that last raider? I can't quite remember. I think it was the... Damage from the last raider, like it flew past them and collided, or wreckage from it collided with them. I'm trying to remember. Because so much was going on. It was kind of confusing the way it was shot, too. Yeah. It was, it was a weird one with time, this one. Uh, you said you really liked the her laugh at the beginning. Mm -hmm. There's a scene, like right at the beginning, where she and Apollo are prepping flat tops. And it felt genuine. Um helmet before right. that flat top is exploded. Sorry, flat top. And yeah, she lets out this laugh that is very It was a lot. It was a chortle. It was a it, full on it, chortle. It was unglamorous and realistic and that's why I liked it. It's like, oh okay, she's basically this is just her. Um I liked the scene with Adama and Starbuck when she has to tell him what she did. Edward James almost is a great actor for understated. He's a he's seething, right? Seething. Because when I grew, I grew up watching him do a lot of menacing parts, so the implied violence and the way he looks at her, like he really is going to yeah. break her neck, yeah, and yeah, she yeah. really needs to leave that room right now. Who do you think wins this episode? Um, well, certainly not Starbucks, since she's sort of whipping around in space. I think she did though, um, and I won't say the doctor because you hate him. You can um, say whoever you want. I actually think Starbuck won you really the episode so. because she is the pinnacle of the episode. Right. Um, or, yeah, that's what I'm going to say. Although Boomer had a good episode. Not Space Boomer, Planet mm -hmm. Boomer. Right. She Planet got, Boomer. you know, shelter. I liked, I liked, I liked... I don't know where Caprica, that plot line, is heading, but I do like the fact that there's a whole... that she gets to play two parts. I don't love the part that that one is playing, where she's a little like, ooh, rats, ooh, hold me. Well, <laughs> what makes like, it tolerable Ugh. is knowing that this is all 
her getting over. I guess. And but also, realize, hey, dum-dum. Right. Hey, Hilo. Well, she doesn't quite seem like, yeah, she's not the badass pilot that she is. She wouldn't be jumping at rats and, and terrified of finding a dead body. That wouldn't be her. Well, to be fair, you could, both of those things could be true and you could still be a badass pilot. I just don't think that that's accurate to her character, but maybe mm. I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I've only known her character for five episodes. Maybe I'm the one that's in the wrong. So, any winners? Um, yeah, let's see. I don't know. I would say that um, aside from Starbuck, everyone else had a really small part, so it would have to be her. She's a star. Everyone Buck. else had sort of like a, a smaller contribution, really good contributions too, but yeah, it would have to be her. Did we even see Space Boomer today? We did during the poker game. Oh, that's right. There mm-hmm. was a poker game. That's Where Starbuck gets up and walks in the middle of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's the end of this episode. You Can't Go Home Again. Episode 5 is mm-hmm. next week. Part 2. Uh, hopefully that's going to be the end of the... Hopefully it won't be another to be continued. Right, we'll just wind up with her spinning in space like a top. And, forever! Right. <laughs> Oh no, it turned into gravity. What happened? <laughs> um, so, do you have anything you want to recommend outside of the Battlestar Galactica? So, current Galactica? things that I saw that I think I should recommend in keeping up with things is I um, am admiring the fact that Netflix has such a wide net, if you will, uh-huh. and will show like movies that were basically made Somewhere in, um, you know, in a corner of a playground with two guys' friends on a cell phone. And at the same time, have a major big budget movie, you know, scheduled as well. There's a film by a director, Dan Gilroy, called The Velvet Buzzsaw. Oh, yes. And this is the same person who wrote and directed Nightcrawler right. from a few years ago. Well, he's a. Uh, he apparently wrote a lot of just odd films, science fiction, fantasy, things like that. And then he came into his own as director, directing Nightcrawler, which is a very good movie. He directed one recently that I haven't seen, Roman Israel Esquire. Roman J. Israel Esquire. Roman J. Israel Esquire. But I really admired Nightcrawler. I saw that in the theater. And it, just w- it was a very powerful kind of performance starring uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and the director's wife, Renee Russo. Oh, I didn't realize that. The director's wife is yeah. Renee Russo, who I like um, outside of being anyone's wife. And this film is, i it's almost impossible to say anything about it. It's one of those movies, except that it's about the art world. And it has a lot of really interesting messages about art, who appreciates it, who belongs, who it belongs to, um, and how art gets turned into a commodity. Uh, in this case, somebody's in personal pain becomes a commodity to buy and sell and makes them more desirable. Yeah. And then it turns out that's not a great idea because it comes back to bite them. It's a horror movie, guys. It's a horror movie, but Jake Gyllenhaal, who was great in it, Tony Collette. She's Renee amazing Russo. in everything. We love her. Yeah, there's just some really great... John Malkovich, the, the casting on these, uh, these things is amazing. Some actors I'm not familiar with is Zawi Ashton. 
uh, Natalie Dyer as Coco. <laughs> poor, 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 poor Coco. Poor Coco, man. This whole movie could be subtitled Coco's Worst Day. <laughs> right. And David Diggs, of course. Yes. He's we wonderful. love David Diggs and everything. As a sort of a street-level artist getting recruited by these, um, these uh, money makers, these people who are essentially finding his talent to be a commodity. So it was a really good movie about art. It's a horror movie. There's some really funny bits to it, like Poor Coco. It's There's very, some, very pretty. Yeah, and like, that was it. It was a movie about art that really makes beautiful... It, we were, um, it put me in mind of when we watched the remake of Suspiria. Yeah, where It was really a movie about dance, and you really got a sense of it, and then you're watching this film, and this is really a film about art. And it's yeah, very and that's always dangerous. Anytime you have a great artist of any type in, mm-hmm. a, in, in media, and then you are given what their art is, right. it's 80... 90% of the time, uh-huh. just a letdown, where you're like, yeah. he's the greatest poet ever, and this is the poetry. Um, when I was a kid, right. there was a film I saw, and I won't mention the stars to you because you won't know who they were. It was a it was a romantic comedy, and there's an ad executive who wants to become a real artist, and all that you see him paint, his real art, are still-life paintings of bowls of fruit. And everyone's standing over his shoulder my God, this is the best work you've ever done. Oh, it's, it's a still alive. Yeah. Like, God, and I wondered how many it's people... It's why I like right. um, this this latest iteration of A Star is Born. Uh-huh. The music in it was very good. Right. Where I was like, yeah, these are pop songs. Yeah. I could, I believe that. I believe that if this was on the radio, people would play it. Like, the this is real. Yeah, but more often than not, it's like, Oh, let's not look at the art because the art's going to be bad. Also, there's a bit of um, House of Leaves in the Velvet mm-hmm. Buzzsaw. Uh, I don't want to get into why that is, but if you've read House of Leaves, it will resonate a little bit with you. I'll leave it at that. Rather but it's than not derivative it's anyway. It's still it's no, no, work, no. Right? It just has similar, almost like a... Like a frame narrative, almost mm-hmm. type of type of thing. Uh, although it's very much a frame narrative in House of Leaves, and that is not how it manifests in in Velvet Buzzsaw. But it's good. We yeah, liked it's a it. Good film. And what did you choose? What would you say was worth watching? What would I say is worth watching? Mm-hmm. Um, another Netflix or listening thing. to because it could be anything. Yeah, no, not, this week it is going to be a watching thing. Uh, mm-hmm. It's another Netflix thing. Uh, it premiered a couple of weeks ago on Netflix, and it is a television show of which there is currently one season, eight mm-hmm. episodes, half an hour long. So you could watch this whole thing very quickly, and it's called Russian Dolls. Oh, okay. Uh, if you've seen the trailer for this, this is not a spoiler. If you want to go in spoiler-free, skip what I'm about to say. Skip ahead 30 seconds or so. But if you've seen the trailer and you're familiar with Happy Death Day, there are some similarities. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. Happy Death Day is a pretty explicit uh, conceit. Mm-hmm. Russian jo- Dolls shares that conceit. And almost nothing else. Okay. Or it's just called Russian Doll. Mm-hmm. Natasha. I knew that was her name. Natasha Leone, who you may know from Orange is the New Black. It's what I knew her from. Uh, I watched the beginning of Orange is the New Black, but have not watched in several years. Uh, but she's always 
she was always one of my favorite characters on that. I like mm-hmm. her very much. I've heard her on several podcasts as well. She seems like a very cool lady. Uh, she is a co-creator along with Amy Poehler uh, of this mm-hmm. show and uh, is so good. Like, she's a good 70% of the reason why it's so good. Okay. Uh, is her her uh, whole thing, or the character that she's playing and what she's bringing to it. So she, this is a very gritty but still comedic take on the premise that I mentioned before. And it's very odd. It's left unresolved and there should be a second season coming. Um, It's really interesting. It's definitely rewatchable. Like I would say you could watch it twice or three times to get everything that's happening in it. Uh, but it's really good. And like I said, short, it's quick. Mm-hmm. So you can knock it out in a couple of days. Or? Half hour episodes. Okay. Uh, I think there are eight of them. So less than four hours and you're done. Mm. Uh, it's really good. Okay, good. But I don't, yeah, I don't want to say too much because it is. Yeah, we're both having problems right is now. Is it with time travel? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Right. Is it Groundhog's Day? Maybe is it like it's a lot of maybes? It's it's um sort of an interesting metaphysical, comedic, dark comedic mm. story that is best discovered without us spoiling it for yes. you. Yes, okay, <laughs> undo itself. I, I didn't know if I should watch it. I, there's other stuff I want to catch up on. There's it was intriguing. media is mushing us. There's too much media. Uh-huh. I'm exhausted. I did. If anyone cares, finish Outlander, y'all. Uh, so I'm caught up for the next year, I guess. It's going to be a year until season five comes out. How, so. how long did it take you to go through four seasons? Well, every episode's an hour. No, so. no, but I mean, how long did oh, it take I you to Oh, I started watching days? it on Friday. When you were stranded. No, right? Saturday. Because I watched all of Russian Dolls Friday um, night. Mm-hmm. And... So I started watching it Saturday the 1st. Is Saturday the 1st? Saturday was the 2nd. Groundhog Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I finished it yesterday the 10th. So nine went days. went pretty quickly. Yeah. I was food poisoned and trapped inside of hotel rooms. So there were just 13-hour stretches where I had nothing to do but watch an entire season of Outlander. And be really sick. Yeah, as my stomach cramped and I couldn't go anywhere because there was four feet of snow on the ground. So, you know, I don't recommend it. But if if you find yourself in the same position and you've never seen Outlander, watch it. But you could watch Russian Doll first no, because you do want to give you'll some, finish it quick. Some alerts that there are, there's violent content, there's sexual violence, Outlander. Oh, yeah, we talked about it last okay. week, though. Every episode starts with a list of warnings. <laughs> I mean, that's how TV well, does I, I now. I remember uh, American Horror Story. It's like everything. Everything. Yeah. Just don't watch this. Don't watch whatever you're And doing. they'll do like strong sexual content, mm-hmm. adult content, and rape as three separate things. So mm-hmm. rape will come up and you can decide 
Right. No, not this episode. I don't want to watch this episode. So, uh, which I I like very mm. much. But then it's funny when you know that your characters, your loving characters have been separated for a long time and then there's a strong sexual content mm. warning. You're like, they're going to reunite. <laughs> it's a weird way to mark things, but there you are. Just a pro tip from me to you <laughs> if you're trying to figure some stuff out. Uh, okay, I think that brings us to the end of this very short episode. Sorry, everybody, there just wasn't much to talk about in yeah, this really episode. really not much. Oddly, there was a lot of plot, but not much happened. It was, yeah. it's, it's odd, because you'd think between all the deaths and the, the that there would be more, but it, it really wasn't. It was more people reacting to things that happened and... And uh, things that and happened off screen. For and yeah. Showing us things that were going to happen but yeah. haven't happened yet, so we cannot discuss. Oh, no. All right. So next week, we'll watch You Can't Go Home Again, and we'll find out what happened to And start. find out if, if they get home again. Well. Jiggity jig. It's saying that you can't. So. Well, well. Warning is marked clearly on the label. <laughs> if you have questions, comments, concerns, you can find us on Twitter at LatecomersPod or email us at LatecomersPod at gmail.com. We've got a Facebook group and a Facebook page. Page. Whichever you like. All for you. And Everything I do is for you. Everything I do. That sounds like a threat. No, it reminds Are me. Are threatening the, me? The character in, um, in uh, oh no, that wasn't the line. Good grief. In the omen. It's all for you, It's all for you. It's all for you. It's all about... That's all the omen I know. I've never seen it, and that's all. The remake is not great. The original was much better, but I love that line. It's all for you. And then she chucks herself off a building, right? Right. She hangs herself, so yeah. Spoiler alert. So... You can find Lemuel's book on Amazon, Sealing Night. That's the name of the book, not the name of the Amazon. And I can be found at amityarmstrong.com. And that brings us to the end. We thank you for listening. We love you very much. We hope next week to bring you uh, a slightly longer episode. An episode length episode. Right. <laughs> so we'll see how it goes. Uh, so thanks so much for listening. And remember better, better late, late than, than never. never.